brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yo, what's up, guys? I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will say, uh, please forgive me for the bad quality on my end. My internet has been all over the place. We're going back and forth with the company, trying to work with a new company now so that we can um, continue the live stream and just extract the audio that way but um, I had to use my phone so that my audio is not as good but Martin's audio is great so I hope you guys can uh, sit through this because if you do there's some really good gems in it so I really enjoyed this discussion so yeah check it out What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. Excited and delighted to be with you guys again today. Got an awesome show planned for you. Recording things a little bit different today. Working off my phone till we can get a better internet, but uh, we roll with the punches and do what we got to do to make it happen. So uh, going to have a good conversation lined up for you guys today. Excited to speak with my guest. want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been supporting my work via patreon uh without your support uh this doesn't exist so thank you guys from the bottom of my heart uh, i want to give a shout out to some of the latest patrons we have within the last week or so and uh always like excuse me forgive me for butchering these names it's kind of part of it but i'm gonna give a shout out to kenji kolakow i know i, I know that's not your name. i'm sorry kenji thank you for uh joining with me man um padam Latois Limbu, 
thank you for believing in the work and coming on as well. Also, shout out to our latest patron here, which is Paula Fields. Man, thank you guys for believing my work and making this possible. You guys are the enablers. Um, if you'd like to support, please head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker there. You get access to my entire discography of music. You get access to all of the unreleased music that I'm putting out. As soon as the song's done, it's uploaded. We got a bunch of extra benefits over there. The Thursday night seer class, uh, you get access to that. We do a Sunday morning class as well. Bunch of really cool stuff. Patreon.com backslash truthseeker. Um, get access to the meditations, all that cool stuff. So anyway, make sure you head on over there. Check that out. And uh, yeah, it means the world to me. So today... My guest is Martin Smith from the Flying Penguins podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call it. We're going to explore that a little bit more. Martin, welcome to the podcast, bro. How are you? Thanks, man. I'm doing well, Derek. A fellow next stager. That's right. <laughs> what, what we've been doing, we've deemed ourselves the uh, next stagers, not the new agers, not the old agers, <laughs> but the next stager. So it's really interesting to explore uh, those concepts with with you and Gil and um, uh, Berlin, uh, Karen, uh, Michael Basham, all of our, our fam there who's uh, part of that. So, man, yeah. um, I guess for people who don't know who you are, man, let's just kind of give a groundwork for what you do and what you bring to the table. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I guess – you know, for me, kind of a quick story. You know, I've been I've been a believer my whole life, uh, from five years old, and you know, kind of grew up in the church, did the normal church thing, and uh, I, you know, I never really had one of those fall away stories come back necessarily, but you know, lots of good friends that that have. Um, but for me, I always I started encountering through dreams and things when I was probably about ten years old, and so. You know, I would have dreams about spiritual warfare, uh, had had a dream, a repeating dream that was just like the Matrix, actually, when I was when I was roughly 10. And man, I, I always loved that dream because it was just a spiritual warfare dream as a 10 year old. And, and like I said, my church didn't didn't teach on spiritual warfare, nothing. Um, and then, you know, kind of as, I, as I got a little older into my teens, I started reading into the word a little bit more and, and, uh, started to understand my authority in Christ. And now I, I call that more of my identity in Christ, but, uh, I thought I was pretty, pretty tough in the spirit. And so, uh, I decided I was gonna, you know, tell the, tell the enemy what I thought of him and uh, pretty much just mocked him. Uh, so <laughs> that was, you know, about the third night of doing that. Uh, and I guess, in the midst of that, I was also reading Frank Peretti's books. I don't know if you've ever read any of his stuff, but I know man, his that, work. I haven't read any, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, dude, that was like exactly what I saw. Cause I'd see the angels, see the demons and all those things. And so reading those and, and had about the third night of, of, uh, just telling Satan pretty much, Hey, you suck. You can't touch me. You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> I had this dream and in the dream, um, I was in, in this church and actually in my home church and it was, I was listening to an occult seminar, you know, and sometimes churches in, you know, in the eighties or so would do seminars on the occult eighties and Harry 90s. Potter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Harry Potter, all that good stuff. <laughs> and uh, so in the, in the dream, I'm sitting kind of towards the back and this dude gets up and he's like, all right, I'm going to introduce you to one of the biggest demons in witchcraft. 
in this dream. And all of a sudden, like everything goes into slow motion. I'm like looking around behind me because I see that I hear this sounds like a jet engine. It's so loud and it's this roar. And I look back and this is a massive, massive church. And this thing is like stretched out with its arms way, way out. And you know, I'm like on Scooby-Doo, you know, the, the ghosts that would come that are shrouded and they've got the ripped kind of cloak. That's exactly what this thing looked like, man. But like it was a probably, huh? Like a phantom. Yeah, like a like a phantom. And it was it was probably forty feet wide. I mean, it was just massive. And so it it scares me so bad in the dream that I wake up. Uh except the problem was, you know, I was on my on my bed, on my back, and I was pinned down because this thing was still coming over in the natural now. It had crossed from my dream into the natural. And it was pushing me so far into the mattress that I could like see the indentions uh, that I was sunk maybe six inches into the mattress. And dude, I was absolutely terrified. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. And finally, in my mind, I was able to start saying, you know, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out and I command you to leave. And I finally was able to speak after a couple of times of that. And the moment I said, it was like, bang, man, this thing was gone. And you know, I didn't sleep the rest of that night, really. Um, but, you know, the Lord taught me a very valuable lesson, I, I felt like. Number one, just how powerful the enemy is compared to my own flesh. And then number two, just how much more powerful he was. That, man, I was like, God, just calling on just the name of Christ just could bang. That, that much power was just instantly vaporized. And, man, it just – it caused me to just wonder, man, you know, it's like how much more does, does Christ himself actually have if his name just carries that man. So it was, it just, for me, it just created just this awe and this wonder, uh, you know, as a, as a teenager. And, and I, you know, I heard the Lord speak to me all the time, but you know, I didn't, I didn't run in those circles. And so it was very isolating, you know, as a, as a younger person, cause you can't, you know, you can't really talk to people <laughs> about that. They think you're nuts, you know? Um, yeah. So, he's, he's just that, super spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overactive yeah. imagination and all this kind of stuff. I was definitely uh, very similar to that and coming into yeah. the church and had this crazy out there testimony. And all we wanted to do is worship the Lord and get in the presence and talk about demons and you know, but we facilitated awakening, man. We facilitated revival because it was contagious, right? Oh, and yeah. Begin to talk about it, even though there's opposition. Oh, you you guys don't need to do that. How about just go see the movie? How about take the youth to go see a movie? Like, no, we want to take the youth and pray and yeah, in the spirit and let them encounter Christ. And oh, just take them to go see a movie. And we're like, all this opposition. <laughs> but we we uh, we seen a, a lot of breakthrough and revival when, when we would make sure that we would push through like persecution yeah uh, gives way for the presence you know and um and whenever you whenever there is opposition when you do when you go against the grain and you just uh speak your truth and and, and seek the lord you start seeing things happen it's never going to be like the easy route right do anything worth doing is 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 worth fa- facing the opposition to to get the message out or, or proving what you really believe you know yeah absolutely man absolutely uh, yeah, I've, I feel like I've the last two years for me has been that opposition. Just sure, like I've never really had to be quite honest. Uh, I feel like 
you know, most of my life I've kind of been protected from a lot of that, I think. Um, and, you know, I just kind of did my thing and, and always, always was encountering, always have been pushing the envelope really. And as I've grown more and more, it's like, man, we get further into it. But yeah, the last couple of years have been, uh, it's, it's been with me the whole time. So none of this is new. It, it yeah. may get deeper and different. And now I'm talking about different stuff. So like, it's, it's definitely different now. But yeah. it pays off, man, because you're consistent, you know, and you, you're not just this kid with an overactive imagination. Like, there's something to it. Like, uh, right. so I wanted to ask you about that. Like, that stuff doesn't happen for a reason. Obviously, the Lord had stuff he wanted to show you, whether it was how real the spirit world is or um, teach you prayer and intercession, like being able yeah. to see those those spirits in, 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 in your dreams and open your the eyes and ears of your understanding and show you things in the night that we're not privy to during the day or in, in, yeah. in our waking state. But when we get into what we call a trance state or the dream state, we're able to interact with these entities and actually see them and stuff like that. So God opens our ears and, and tells us things in, in the middle of the night. So Absolutely. into intercession or maybe try to pray for this area. We need to break these strongholds over this area. Did any of that ever happen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, it was, you know, especially once we got into college. So, you know, high school, college for me, you know, I'd, I'd go into the occult stores and witchcraft stores cause I thought it was fun. You know, I was, I was that nutty, nutty guy. And man, I remember you'd walk in, I wouldn't even say anything. And they, it's like, we'd lock eyes and it's like, I knew who they were. They knew who I was and they'd follow me around the store. And, you know, and I, and I just, you know, I was, I was, uh, invincible, you know, teenager and all that. So I just run, run right in there. It's so funny though. Cause like, if you go the Christians, like most of what they won't even go in, like the right. place is cursed. I'm yeah. not going in. <laughs> I'm not going to look at the building and you're like going straight in there. And that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I guess it, you know, uh, I got into, into college and, and met some guys that had some similar experiences that I did. And one of them was a South African missionaries kid. So he saw all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, the other one was a, just a good buddy that was from a small town in Oklahoma. So I, I grew up in Oklahoma city, went to the university of Oklahoma and, you know, we were in a fraternity house, believe it or not, uh, as believers didn't drink, you know, but we were, we were the crazy ones in the fraternity house and our, our fraternity brothers that were, they wouldn't go with us. We'd go out on adventures, you know, spiritual adventures on the weekends and they wouldn't go with us drunk because the <laughs> ones that did it, it scared them so bad of what they experienced. They didn't, they didn't want any part of it, you know? So it was, it was funny, man. We lived in, we lived all in the midst of it in the fraternity house and, and had a blast. I mean, it was, it was so much fun. Um, but you know, everybody knew that we were believers and they kind of knew sort of what we did, but you know, we were always just the, the crazy ones. Um, but I think, you know, in college we'd, Oh, we, you know, we had some pretty interesting things happening with, you know, we'd get, uh, you know, have stuff on our lawn that, you know, somebody tried to sacrifice whatever and all kinds of different things. And, and, you know, we'd go after it and kind of pay attention to it. And I guess my mindset at that point was, man, I'm, I'm a warrior, you know, and I'm going to just crush everything. And, and I think it's, it's interesting how, for me, my view has changed even over the last couple of years with some of that. Um, but I think kind of something interesting just to note is that, you know, we got to our senior year in college and, you know. We it's true that some things change as we get older. 
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. We played in a band and kind of a, actually a funny story is we, we used to co-lead worship for one of the Bible studies with Mercy Me before they were anything and I saw the movie I've... yeah yeah man I mean that was that was they, you know they didn't they didn't ask me for a cameo unfortunately but uh, but our our drummer and our band so our band was called Washerman's Field and and our drummer was was this guy named Robbie Schaefer and we you know uh, got to know the Mercy Me guys code leading this Bible study and just they're just solid solid guys man I just I can't say enough about them uh, and then our senior year, we decided, Hey, you know, we, several of us were wanting to get married and, and go on to grad school. And so we, we broke the band up and Robbie ended up, you know, six months or so later jumping on with mercy me. And so he's there, he's been the drummer, you know, since they've really hit it big. Um, so it's, it's fun. I, I catch up with him every now and then, but you know, we're not like tight, but they're yeah. just good, solid guys. Uh, but interesting thing is man it was we literally went i mean we were having encounters stuff happening every day we had a a kind of a house church with students of about 50 students that were coming weekly and then literally overnight for all of us everything stopped like all the the gifts all the encounters just like gone and no one could figure it out. You know, of course we went through the repentance and the, you know, I must've sinned. I must've screwed something up and just, you know, searching our hearts and all that stuff. And, and there was nothing, man. And it kind of allowed it. I mean, we all kind of scattered to be quite honest. And I had about 10 years, I would say where it was dry as a desert, man. It was where before it was like, at all. no, 
No, I mean, well, I, I would say after, you know, I got married and, you know, so life was changing and different things. Um, and, and my wife's awesome. I mean, she's, she's spirit filled woman and, and really, really cool. Um, but it was, it was interesting, man. It was like, suddenly nothing was there. And I discovered that, you know, it doesn't take that much faith to be quite honest when you're seeing signs and wonders and, and everything happening. Yeah. And my faith was really tested when I wasn't seeing that stuff. And you know what, over the years, what the Lord was showing me was it's like, Hey, I, I need your roots to grow deeper, uh, to support a, a bigger plume, you know, on, on a, on, if you think of a tree, you know, as the, the tree of life and things. But so for me, it was really digging deeper into that. Um, and, you know, I've always been, have always been an end times guy as well. And so I've always studied in times and probably towards the end of that 10 year period, uh, I got on this chat board with end time stuff and, you know, and, and I'd always had dreams since I was 10 years old of end times. Like literally when I was 10, I, I thought I was maybe one of the, the two witnesses, you know, me and yeah. probably a billion other people that, that have thought that, right? <laughs> Hey, I just watched, I just watched, uh, well, we finished, um, Waco yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and he, you know, he was big on the seven seals and yeah. we are the last church and yeah. Know, and so, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, all in that. And, and, um, and so I met this in this chat room, I met this dude, uh, that was extremely prophetic and he was different than anybody I'd, I'd ever really met. And, um, you know, he and I started having correspondence and, you know, he kept, basically he was alluding to that uh, he was the end times prophet Elijah. And, but he would never come right out and say it. And on the message board, everybody's like, you know, it's so close. Elijah's probably alive. And so we can pray for Elijah. You know, I look back at all that. I'm like, Oh, I gosh. know, dude. Hey, I'm with you, bro. We did all that too. So don't worry. <laughs> So, so I end up, you know, interestingly enough, so as we're, um, you know, he and I are just corresponding and, um, I'm starting to have things come back now, you know, as far as the supernatural and those things. And so there was one morning I, I just felt like, dude, I needed to really pray for this guy. I mean, like he was burdened on my heart and, so I'm on my face praying like I normally would do at that point in time. And as I'm praying, I feel like literally like my spirit starts to slide out, like I'm face down on my knees. And it's like it almost starts to ooze out of my, my whole body. And, and I pull it back in. I'm kind of freaked out because I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was really happening. Nothing like that had ever happened. And so I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. And I <clears throat> got back on my face and I'm praying again, all of a sudden it starts to, to slide out again. That's the only way I can really describe it. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to push into this and see where it goes. Cause that's what I like to do, you know? <laughs> and so, um, I let it go and I went, I went like completely out straight through the floor and into this space that I'd never been in. And, you know, in, uh, the X-Men movies when they're operating Cerebro and, you know, he's got that when he's looking through Cerebro, uh, Professor X and 
you know, you see the illuminated bodies, like almost in that foggy kind of space. That's where I was. And I was like kind of floating, kind of swimming a little bit in this space. And I could see all these people that were lit up like their veins with light. And so I kind of, you know, navigated through this space and I ended up finding this guy in that, in that space. And he's praying on the ground and, and I'm seeing these demons just come in and they're just hammering. I mean, he's just getting attacked. And so I just kind of flew over there and stood over him and put up just like a shield and just to protect him. And so I, I prayed over him like that and then kind of felt like things were done. And, and then I came back, I guess, into my body, you know, and, and I now realize, I now know what that is, uh, you know, kind of out of body or, or even some may say kind of, you know, either astral or, you know, traveling in the spirit. I didn't know what it was at the time. And so the next day I was like, all right, if I could do that for this guy, I want to go do that for my family. And so the next day, I did it purposefully um, and went and found my wife and <clears throat> my two kids at the time and, you know, did the same thing, prayed over them. And when I came back in, it was interesting. I, I, I just was unsure about it, you know, so I didn't do it again. And about two days later, I ended up talking to this guy, uh, this prophetic guy, and he was telling me <clears throat> about how he had just gotten a massive attack uh, two days earlier and how all of, all of a sudden it had just broken, like it just left him. And as he and I discussed, we coordinated our times because he was in a different time zone. And it was the exact time I was in that in that in the spirit praying for him. Um, and that was just that was amazing. Um, but interestingly enough, man, what happened was he ended up asking me, he kept asking me to pray that God would reveal who the end times prophet Elijah was. And so I'm at work and so I'm a, uh, I'm a business consultant for oil and gas. And that's, that's what I do full time. This is, this is what I love to do here and in, in my passion, but you know, one pays the bills, the other, the other doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, Anyway, so he's, this dude shoots me an email and uh, asked, you know, to, for me to ask God to reveal who the end times prophet Elijah was. And it's like as a kind of a PS at the bottom of his email and, and I'm sitting at work in Cubicleville, you know, and, and I'm like, all right, I'll do that. And so I, I just said, God, would you show me who the end times prophet Elijah is? And I kid you not, man, it was like a lightning bolt strikes the room. It's like, bang. And I mean, it flashes and all of a sudden, maybe five, six feet out in front of me, like in the, in the middle of the, <clears throat> just <laughs> the room in the space, this portal starts to open up and it's like burning from the inside. And it's just opening like this. And it gets about this big. And it's like, I can start to almost see through it. And it's the description in Revelation four of the throne room of God, you know, with the lightning and all that. And I can, I can hear like the angels worshiping. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away. And it's what it, at the time it was the most powerful vision, especially open vision like that I'd ever had. And it gets, you know, maybe three feet wide. I'm thinking, dude, I'm crawling in that sucker. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just about to see if I can crawl into it and it slams shut. 
and I hear this voice that says, this dude, and I'm not going to name his name, but it said, this dude is the end times prophet Elijah. And then it's gone. And I'm looking around the room thinking, you know, did anybody else just see what happened here? <laughs> and, and I'm, and even, you know, my coworker co- came by me and uh, my face must've been white or something because he said, dude, you okay? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I ended up emailing this dude and kind of, and I asked him and he said, yep, that's who I am. And mom, I'm like, Oh crap. Now what do I do, <laughs> you know? And so we went, we went probably four or five, maybe, maybe three months after that. Um, and so it was now all kind of planning and, you know, how do you, how do we do all this? And I kept asking him, I'm like, all right, dude, if you're really the guy, <laughs> show me some stuff, man. I mean, it's like this dude can do some amazing things. And he said, no, no, it's not time. It's not time. My ministry hadn't started yet. And so kind of a long story short with, with this, he, he kept alluding to, you know, the, you know, what was the craft in Ezekiel and what did Ezekiel really see and all this stuff. And, and in the end, you know, I started having some red flags, but it's like, but I kept hanging on to this vision because it was powerful. And I even, my pastor at the time, I even, you know, sought counsel from him and he's like, man, I don't, he said, we'll walk through this together. He said, but I don't know what to tell you. He said, nothing at the time was like completely unbiblical. You know, we could back a lot of it up and things. Um, but in the end, you know, what I kind of uncovered was that, you know, he believed that, that Jesus was an extraterrestrial, you know, and was, was waiting out on a ship, you know, in the atmosphere and just waiting kind of, a, it was more of a, more of an ET kind of a deal, not, you know, holy sovereign God, not Jesus uh, as, as I know him as, as God and Lord and savior. So, um, you know, once I started seeing that and, and then, you know, I ended up having a kind of an argument with him on a, on a Skype call. And I think, I think you and I talked about it, but, and basically I was uh, confronting him on, on some things. And I, he got so angry, just screams in, in the, in the screen and, and at the time, you know, and I was, this, I was a tough warrior guy and it startled my spirit, man. I mean, like when he did that, he got up in, in the, in the camera and it startled my spirit. And I'd never had that happen before. And, and I, you know, I, I do all kinds of stuff and dude, I like took a step back. And, and as soon as he did it, it was like, he, he knew he messed up. But it's like he went blank for like 20 seconds and just stared off into space and like kind of comes to and and he's back. And I'm like, going, dude, I think we're done. But what was crazy, there was a couple of other people in this little small group. And when I announced to the group, said, guys, I'm out. If you want to know why, you can call me directly. And, and a couple of them did. And they were all over the world. And two of them were saying, yeah, actually, he's been doing this to us and had really almost enslaved them and was able to kind of train really translocate and show up in their bedrooms. And I mean, just literally scaring the hell out of them. And they, they felt like, man, this is the man of God. So I kind of, you know, how all that, that junk works. And once I said, guys, I'm out, this dude is powered by a big old massive demon and is not who he says he is. Then they kind of confessed on what was happening to them and, and they were able to get out. (laughs) about half of them were, uh, there were two individuals that 
stayed in and just kind of ignored all of, all of the stuff um, because they wanted it so bad to be true. And I, and I did as well, to be quite honest. And so, man, that, after that experience, that just, it jacked me up because mm-hmm. I, I always thought I had good discernment, uh, especially in the spirit. And I'm like, man, I was totally deceived in this space. And so I literally shut everything down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend about a year. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to pray. I'm shutting, closing all spirit communication lines off. And I'm just going to read, I'm going to read the whole Bible again and reset, you know? And so that's, that's what I did actually. And, um, and it was interesting cause he, they tried to contact me one or two times. And I just said, Nope, I'm done. Um, and then we moved to, uh, to Houston kind of during that time. And, and I had gotten into some, some counseling with, with a, uh, a guy that actually did, you know, SRA work. Um, and it was, we had a guy living with us that was, a- it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, showing some signs of some pretty nasty stuff. And I ended up talking with this dude and he said, yeah, just I'll, I'll kind of teach you how to do some of the prayer counseling, but just, you know, come on in for a session and that's the best way to do it. Well, in, in the session, I answered some, some of the questions incorrectly. (laughs) I ended up being the patient for a little bit of time, um, which, which actually was good on one hand, but he was also a dude that was, even though he'd done all the SRA stuff, um, he was like anti spirit, everything, even though he, he was led by the Holy spirit in the prayer, but he was afraid of everything. And, you know, even like speaking in tongues, Oh no, it's bad because you don't know if, it, if a demon's speaking through you and cursing yeah. through you and all this stuff. And, and when I told him about, you know, my experience of sliding out of the body, he was like, Oh, that's astral projection. That's wrong. It's demonic, you know? And, and, and so it really, kind of confused me in a lot of ways um because i'd never really especially before that i hadn't had a massive prayer language and in, in tongues at that point in time uh but i had enough and i knew it's like no this is this is okay there's good things and healthy things to this um and then so we moved to, to houston and 
still was kind of coming out of this. I ended up getting involved in, in a, a Methodist church of all, of all places for somebody like me to land, but they had a freedom and healing team that, I mean, they, they went after physical healing and also deliverance work. I'm like, Hey, this would be a good, good place for me to land and just kind of rest. And so that was a really a healing space for me. And just, you know, I'd, they were all probably 20 years older than I was. And, and I'd never been in a place where there were educated men and women that were seasoned in life and just good, solid, you know, wise people. And so that was healthy. Um, but about <clears throat> six months after we moved to, to Houston, um, sitting at a barbecue, you know, neighborhood barbecue, new neighbors and all that. And several of the guys and I are talking, you know, just about life. And we discovered, yeah, we'd all grown up in the church and a couple of us had had some encounters. And the most common theme that we talked about was how bored we were in the church. We we're like, dude, this is this is painful, man. It's just it's boring. You know, it's like you you get into life and it's like conquer, you know, it's like be successful. It's work hard. It's, it's do all, you know, all the things that you do and, and I do as well. And you get into church and it's like meek and mild and you got to sit back and just be passive. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, and the other was like, you know, we don't want to do an accountability group because you know what, all those things are, as you tell me your sin. And then the other guy says why I'm bad and, and all the crap I got to do to fix it and, and all that stuff. So, but none of us leave changed, you know, and it's, it's more performance. And so we just said, Hey, what, why don't we just meet together with no agenda, with no Bible study? And I, that was like, oh, you know, can you, can you do that? You know, and, and, you know, the purpose wasn't to go study books of the Bible or any other books. And so what if we just met for the sole purpose of encountering the presence of God? No other reason. I'm like, oh, that sounds a little different. Let's, let's try that. And so about eight years ago, I guess now we, we met for the first time as just five, five reg, regular dudes. And we really, for the first, gosh, probably 30, 40 minutes, just talked about life. I mean, you know, guys don't typically get together and, and talk about life very much. And so we just kind of unloaded things. And at the end of it, we said, Hey, you know, we probably ought to pray to make this kind of an official Bible study. And, um, so we, we did. And as soon as we kind of just settled and just, you know, did the traditional, you know, bow our heads, close our eyes. It was like the presence of God fell like this heavy blanket. Yeah. And dude, it was, I remember sitting there at the time. It's like, nobody said a word because you're afraid you're going to wreck the spirit or something. Mm -hmm. And we just sat there. It felt like, you know, 30 minutes, but I think it was only like five and, and then somebody, I think, got the courage to actually say something. And then we kind of said, amen. And we're like, wow, that was, that was powerful. And so we said, we're going to do this again. And so we've met almost every single week for the last eight years, uh, just as, as our, our prayer group. Um, and that really started um, us on, on, two main journeys. Number one, just the encountering the presence and angels and all kinds of things, but then really more on identity in Christ and a deepening of that. Uh, yeah. It was really that journey that, that the Lord started for that time. Um, wow. 
And that's, I know, that's I know awesome. I've been no, talking. I got, I got so many questions, but I know you're going to keep going with this story, man. I'm just <laughs> going to keep having so many more. I want to explain. So let me, I'll, I'll get to the, the name. So go ahead. I'll get to the name, the flying penguins, and then we can probably pause there for a second. All right. Um, great. And so, you know, we'd been meeting, I guess, maybe six months. And uh, one of the guys was from London and his brother-in-law was over here uh, for Christmas break time frame. Brother-in-law was prophetic and we're like, yeah, come join us, man. It'll be great. And, you know, we, we'd have people join here and there. But um, so as we're worshiping uh, and we do, we just do YouTube. I I have it up in my media room and, and we do YouTube and just do the YouTube worship. And so as we're worshiping and our whole premise, you know, is that we want to be free. We want to push the envelope. And so I'm always like, man, if, you know, if you've never stood during worship, stand up, you know, try something crazy, you know, and, and, uh, or like, you know, if you've never raised your hands, never sung, you know, ridiculously loud, just do it, man, just let it go. So as we're worshiping, you know, we're look. I'm looking over, and his brother-in-law is like looking around the room, like he's seeing something really there. And so we're like, "Hey, dude, what's wrong with your brother-in-law? Is he freaking out on us?" And and uh, so he, we finally asked him, and in this, and I'll butcher the English accent, but it it makes it awesome. He's like, he looks at us. He's like, "There are penguins flying through this room." And he sees, I mean, he's seeing penguins fly through the room and, and, you know, he saw some alligators and different things. And so we were, we kind of laughed, you know, and, and just went on. And later that night, as I'm praying, I suddenly have this, just this awesome vision. And it's this penguin way up in the jet stream, way, way up. And it's flying in this jet stream. And I'm kind of looking at this and I'm, I'm kind of laughing a little bit. And the Lord says, Hey, that's, that's you. That's this group, your penguins. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man. It's like, Lord, I don't want to be a penguin. You know, your word talks about Eagles, man. I want to be an <laughs> like your word. And the father responds back and he's like, he said, no, no. He said, an Eagle's wings will break in the intensity of, of the jet stream. He said only a penguin can fly there. And I want you all to fly in the intensity of my Holy Spirit jet stream. And I'm like, okay, we're penguins. And so from that point on, we, we became the flying penguins because, uh, you know, only, only a penguin's going to be up in the extreme, you know, atmosphere, if you will. And, and a penguin can't fly except yeah, our God, you know. <laughs> I know. I was like, there's a whole lot deeper than just simply – we're doing what we were told we cannot do, <laughs> but yeah. it's that too, right? The penguins who are flying. Um, something I just looked up here, just type in, can penguins fly? And it says no, but they fly through the water. So they're able to fly through the water, essentially. Yeah. Their little wings and stuff. So that that's really awesome, man. I really <laughs> like the concept behind that too. That's awesome. It came from a vision like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to go ahead and jump straight to a commercial break right quick, but on the okay. other side, I uh, got a couple of questions for you about these encounters, man. I want to revisit that heaven portal hole and uh, yeah. see what that was about, man. See what you think about that now. So we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay cool. with us, guys. So the Encountering Jesus, the hem of his garment meditation, man, if you guys are familiar with the story in the Bible with the woman with the issue of blood, you're pretty much coming at it from her perspective. So you're translated back to ancient Jerusalem 2,000 years ago and you're walking through the streets. Now, 
there's ambiance, we have voice actors and all of these things as you're encountering people walking through the streets. And as you're moving through the crowded streets, there's things on the left and on the right, they're trying to get your attention. There's vendors trying to sell you things. There's groups of ladies that you meet who are trying to pull you off the road. They're trying to gossip about you. You see all of this stuff going on, but you see Jesus straight ahead. And you're just trying to focus on Jesus with all of these different distractions that are coming. And the different distractions that I put in there were something that God uh, translated to me that people were dealing with. And some of it was stuff that I have conquered in my own life that I was able just to kind of start rolling with it when the Lord told me to go there. But it's dealing with gossip. It's dealing with slander, backbiting, inconsistency, and getting pulled off the path. So as you're going through the meditation, you're being ministered to for some of these areas in your life that we've all struggled with. So again, you're pushing further, you see Jesus ahead of you, and you just know that all you gotta do is get close to him. Everybody's fighting for his attention, and you just know you just gotta get close enough just to say hello. Just close enough, if he can see me, I just gotta touch him. And so you go in, and I don't wanna give it away, but you go in, and you encounter the love of Christ. You encounter Jesus. He ministers to you, and it's just this beautiful encounter that you have, and it's about 16 minutes, but as you have this encounter, I've also created these meditations so that you can just kind of keep going. As you go in, you're already deep into the trance state. You can kind of keep going with the encounter, so the music continues to go for an hour. So there's testimonies about people who are going in and they're encountering Jesus, they're encountering God, they're encountering angels, and really just getting downloads from the Father's heart for their self. So I urge you to check it out, the Encountering Jesus, the Hymn of His Garment meditation, and I guarantee that you'll be blessed from checking it out. A new sound is springing forth. Join us for the Christ Consciousness Conference in Mobile, Alabama with Truth Seeker, Justin Caldwell and Gothic Mystic, September the 14th at 6 p.m. at the Mobile Center for Spiritual Living. Musical performances, teaching and lectures, sound and color healing, activation and impartation, meditation and trends, dream interpretation and symbolism. A time of refreshing, prayer, meditation, teaching and activation. All are welcome to attend regardless of religious affiliation or spiritual background to encounter the presence of God in a deeper way. Get tickets and register today at Christ-Consciousness.com. We look forward to seeing you there. All right, we're back. So um, you're talking about having this crazy encounter. Um, a portal opened up in front of you. You've seen lightnings and flashings and thunders and glory and things like that on the other realm. Um, it closed up and then you heard a voice. You, do you believe that that was the voice of God that you heard or was this uh, fellow able to facilitate that? I almost wonder because it like maybe you had the, the the encounter, but you interpreted it wrong. Maybe it it Possible. meant something something else to you. Like you thought it was confirmation about this guy. Because because yeah. where does that come through when we talk about like 
the false prophets and stuff. In the scriptures, it says they come through with lying signs and wonder. They can right. even call down fire from heaven and things like that. Do you think that that wasn't a genuine encounter? Do you think that the guy really was Elijah or Ezekiel, whoever it was? I mean, yeah. where, I mean, where, I mean, where do you stand with that vision now? You <laughs> Dude, know, that, that's a good question, and and I have wrestled through that because you know. So I'll say at the time, to me, I I thought it was the voice of God, and and there was no interpretation of of what was said. It was this. It was this guy's name. And it said, this guy's name is the end times prophet Elijah. So, uh, you know, and so, and no, I, now I do not believe he's the end times prophet Elijah. My, my eschatology has radically changed (laughs) and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not as much of the end times guy anymore. Um, but, and not, that's not actually because of that, but, um, so no, I don't believe he's the end times of studying it. (laughs) Huh? So just because of studying the end times and you maybe felt like everybody had it wrong or something like, are you just do a little study, push all that yeah. stuff you learned out in a second, you went on this path of this study in the scriptures and throwing everything away. I mean, a lot. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. A lot of people, when they have an awakening, they say, yeah. oh, God, I know I've learned some things and I've believed some things over the years that weren't of you. I need to unlearn this stuff and let you teach me again, you know, and yeah. just kind of, and it sounds like that's what you did in that year oh, yeah. that you took to really go through the scriptures. Yeah. You know, and so as I, as I've wrestled through it, I mean, it's, I, I've, I know now the dude's not the intense prophet Elijah. So, so then when I made that conclusion and I still stand by that, 
now, I, now I'm like, well, crap. Now I have to go back and really assess, do an honest assessment of the entire vision and the voice, yeah. you know, and I think there's no other way for me to, than to say that the, it, at a minimum, the voice that I heard was not the voice of God um, because it was incorrect, <laughs> you know, and then the other is, okay, then do I have, do I throw the whole thing out? the whole vision. And to be honest, I don't know because, you know, the, the vision was, I think in alignment with scripture, you know, it was a portal that opened, which we see in, in revelation four, right. That's, you know, Jesus says, Hey, come up here. And some translations say, you know, a door opened up. And I know in the passion translation, it talks about a portal opening up and, and then it, was the description of revelation four. And so, uh, you know, I think it's that aspect of it, I think is, um, is good. And I think I can hang on to that, but yeah, it's a, it's a hard one, man, on how, how to fully deal with it. Um, but yeah, because that's, like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Moving forward. Cause then you're like questioning everything, you know, yeah. which you should, you oh, yeah should question everything or everyone who comes saying, Hey, I am this guy. I am Jesus. I am, you know, David Koresh, these guys. I mean, and those are just the popular ones. You're talking about a guy that not many people have heard of. I know a bunch of them. I know people, you know, we've talked about this on other shows, but who claim to be all of the prophets and disciples reincarnated and here to bring about the end times. And then there's another group 70 miles away who claim to be the same prophets in the flesh, you know, and just a lot of weird theology I've dealt with uh, people in counseling sessions who have been a part of groups who got their, the leader claims to be Jesus and, and, yeah. the one and all the followers believe that he right. is. And, um, and it was hard for me to convince her. I don't think that I convinced her that he wasn't Jesus, you know, and, um, it's you. It, we have to be careful in, in in what we're doing, and you see this because you've been through it. You have an eye for it now. But when people um, come with some knowledge or do something different to like kind of woo you or win you over, and right. then you're like, okay, what else you got? What else you got? Okay, I'm Ezekiel. Okay, my brother is Ezekiel's. Whatever, yeah. like this crazy stuff. I've been a part of those groups. I've left those groups. I, I know I know men who live in the woods who have taken on vows of poverty yeah. because they believe that they are the last apostle sent to America before the coming judgment. They live yeah. in the woods. They go to the street corner and they preach. They tell stories about how God is providing with them with providing for them with little coupons that they find on the ground for Taco Bell. Right. Them and their wife, you know, and just these miracles, just like, and you can relate it back to the. Ezekiel in the Bible where I get Ezekiel and Elijah mixed up. Maybe it's Elijah where God fed him with the ravens. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Brought him food and when he was hungry and God supplying. So the weird thing is that we have to be a hundred percent honest here with the mind, how powerful the mind is. Oh yeah. Our will and the emotions are, and we create, I believe we can create our encounters too. And I wanted to explore that with you, but yeah. Um, be wanting something so much that we create it and we believe it for ourselves. I mean, this works with, with so much stuff, like whether it's real, whether it's a real encounter, whether God really showed up or that 
through our mind, we willed God to show show up or we summoned God to show up and, and right. say and do what we want it to do. I mean, this is just the difference between having these organic encounters that are happening. And then on the other hand, you know, we have this thing where we're facilitating encounters as well, whether yeah. it's through, you know, the meditations that I produce. And then you have one that you do, the, you yeah. know, walking with Jesus in the garden and people have that encounter and it's like, okay, did I really encounter Jesus? I feel like I did. I'm changed. Yeah. I'm in tears. I found healing for my soul. And it's like he was really there, you know, right. but was he really there? Did we summon him or does it work both, both ways? And so it gets into the imagination, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and creating these things. And, and uh, we've talked to people who believe that God is the imagination, that God is consciousness, you know, and right. Um, it, it, it ties in with creating as you speak it and, and facilitating your own encounter. And we, maybe what you guys are doing, we're meeting, we're having a meeting and we're going to sit here until God moves. And then you all come with the same intention. The placebo kicks in, mm -hmm. create an encounter. God moves, God shows up, something happens. We explore it. We have this, this crazy encounter, but, you kind of come expecting. So there's this weird thing about these organic things that happen. Right. How organic are they at the same time? We're, you know, we have to explore that. And then the, you know what I'm saying? The willful encounters that we're, we're kind of creating ourselves. Um, right. Cause we don't want it. We don't want it to be something in our mind, but then again, we know we have to utilize the mind and the imagination to even have this conversation or to even show up and, and, and hope something happens or ask right. God for an encounter. Yeah. You have to hope in your mind and in your heart that if I ask, he will show up. So let's do that. What that looks like or sounds like, is it something created in our minds? I remember, you know, just going through the charismatic thing and praying for people and fire and falling out and stepping over people on the ground because everybody's rolling in the glory. And I love that stuff, right. but it got to a point where I would pray inwardly and I would whisper it, father, nothing fake, nothing made up, nothing fake, nothing made up. And I was like, if this is real, I want you to show up in power, but I don't want to will anything to happen. And, yeah. uh, and when I would, when I would approach it like that, crazy stuff would happen. Mm. Like God, like God would move in power when we prayed for people. Cause I'm like, nothing fake, God, only you. I don't want to push nobody. I don't want to shake nobody. And God would really just wreck my mind and show up and fill everybody with glory and stuff. So yeah. what, what do you think about that, man? Cause there's, there's two sides to the coin. Maybe, maybe God is the coin. He is both sides of the two sides, right? What do you think? Yeah. No, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. I, and I had somebody ask almost that same thing to me, you know, I, I'd, I'd started journaling years and years ago and, and I had this, this uh, lady read my journal who wasn't really a believer. And, and she, you know, it was cool because she didn't doubt the experiences, but she just asked, you know, basically, how do you know kind of what you're saying? How do you know it's, it's Jesus or, or God and not just you, you've found the magic words and have tapped into something else like kind of what you're, you're saying, potentially like the consciousness or, or those things. And, you know, I was like, man, I, at the time I'd never really thought of it like that. Um, and so where I am, I, I think, 
you know, number one, I guess the difference that I see is that there is something different with the name of Christ. I mean, any other name, man, you can, you can invoke, you can do different things, but when you bring Jesus into the, into the picture, into the situation, it's like, there's something different with him. Um, even if they don't like him or whatever, but when you bring Jesus in, it's like, man, there's, there's power to that. And that really, for me, has, has kind of kept me focused on Christ and on, on him as Lord and Savior. So, you know, I, I absolutely stick to that. Um, but I also know, and I know you, you've seen a lot as well, that, you know, there are people in the occult that, you know, are not uh, following Jesus, you know, as the Son of God and, <clears throat> and as Savior, uh, who move powerfully in the spiritual dimensions and in the spiritual planes. And so it's, to me, it's foolish to deny, oh, you know, there isn't something else going on there. And so I think my opinion is, I think as, as human beings created in the image of God, uh, which all of us are, I think we have that natural innate desire to experience God the Father in in spirit, and so if you if you aren't if you have not accepted Christ and become a, a new creation, then you're trying to get in like through a back door or side door. Is kind of how I see it, um, and you know, folks do operate in a spiritual dimension, and I my. I'd say where I am right now with that is that there's a, there's definitely a spiritual plane or several planes that uh, anyone I think can operate in. I mean, it's, let's be honest. Um, yeah. But then there's like the, the abode of God, the, the heavens that you can only access through the blood, through the blood of Christ and, and having that, that uh, regeneration, if you will. And it's interesting. We, we actually saw this with um, just, you know, probably a year and a half ago, we were uh, in the group that we were with, we discovered there was some, some folks that just, they weren't, they weren't good people and uh, they were doing some, some bad stuff. And one of the younger guys was actually ascending with this other person uh, in the spirit and as they were coming up through, you know, into the clouds and he goes right through the clouds and into the throne room of God directly. And this other person bumps, like literally bumped the bottom of the cloud and couldn't go any higher or any further and was not able to enter into the, the throne room. And, you know, initially we, um, and actually, I don't think he ever even told me that uh, until after we discovered some things. Um, it, our, I guess, in our, our assessment was, wait a minute, there, there, as a believer, there's no restriction. The veil has been torn. There's no separation. But if you're not, then there is that, that separation, I believe, uh, in that. <clears throat> and that was our, <clears throat> excuse me, that was, it really caused us to wonder, you know, all right, so who is this person? What's really going on? But so, I guess, you know, I say that I, I do believe that anyone can operate in it. Um, and, but there, there is a difference with Christ and, and becoming a new creation, which is only through Christ. Um, but you, you know, as far as uh, do we summon it, do we, does it only come to us? 
You know, that's a good question. And I struggled with that, you know, a while ago, you know, a couple of a number of years ago now, because it was like you, it's like, man, I don't, I don't want this to be fake. I know our imaginations are powerful. I know we can do things. And yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it to be my own will that, that kind of creates this. And yeah. So for a while, I was like, all right, if I can control it, then, then it's no good. It's, it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. God, you know? Yeah. And so I, I kind of went on those lines for a little bit. And, uh, and then as we really got deeper into the penguins, things were happening so much, so fast all the time. And, you know, the last eight years have, have blown away in comparison, really the, the you know, the previous 30 plus of, of my life, um, in supernaturally, I would say. And <clears throat> so I don't know, I think I'm, what I would say at least now, as I'm, as God's bringing me deeper into identity in Christ and even as a co-heir with Christ, which is obviously what, what the word talks about being co-heirs. And I didn't really understand. I still don't really understand it to be quite honest. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface with it. Yeah. And you know, the, the concept of how I understand being a co-heir is that <clears throat> you're on the same playing field, which is weird. Um, you know, as Christ, because of what he's done as, as a new creation. Uh, but then I have responsibility as well. I mean, if you look at a marriage relationship, um, you know, there's, it, it's intended to be co-equals, you know, that it's, it's a partnership and a co-heir kind of a relationship. And I think that's why there's so much bridal language in, in the new Testament, especially with our relationship with Christ is because of that co-heir uh, and that responsibility. So yeah. I do believe that uh, we have the ability to, gosh, I mean, I hate to use the word manufacture, but I, I, I do believe that we manifest we happen. Um, I mean, that's, it's so crazy. Cause like, it's, a, it's, it's weird. Uh, when you As humans we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you look back over those encounters, you can probably 
to be honest, to see that you got what you desired for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, even in the spontaneous ones, like you desired. But the hard thing is to say when you're when you get something new, you know, yeah. when you just open, maybe that's a desire too. Lord, blow our minds. Right. We, just want, we want something new. And if you're looking for that, you're open for that. God shows up. You know, I remember every like every, we would get what we were looking for with these encounters and stuff. And like, yeah, um, it, you know, the, there's power in the mind and, and you have the placebo effect as well, that if you believe yeah. it, you will receive it. You know, I talk about that when it comes to, you know, whether it's spiritual warfare or angels and demons or aliens or right. whatever. Like if you believe something, you can will it to happen even if it's only in your mind and in your conscious realm and your reality for you. I was just thinking this morning, you know, I was driving through the city and just remembering, um, uh, you know, when I was in those cults and the end time stuff and we would study the architecture and look at Illuminati symbolism and stuff. and, (laughs) And we were just, and you would just have, daytime visions of everything being destroyed of bombs dropping of Christ splitting the sky and like whatever you're looking Mm -hmm. for your worldview it's going to change the way that you act and react and look at people and form conversations and want to engage people even as a friend you know and things like that so it just like all of this stuff shapes your worldview and uh, it's it's really hard to put put your finger on it because you know we're facilitating awakening we're facilitating these encounters and i have no doubt that these people are that that god wants to encounter people right yes it's his it's his desire for us to to just the the, the depths in the realm and maybe each realm of consciousness is a facet of who he is maybe the destruction side of God, the, the the destroyer, and then maybe the other side of God, the creator, and then God, the friend, and then God, the lover, and God, the fighter, and like all of these yeah. different realms and areas of consciousness that he is real. Like it, it, you can explore whatever realm you want and whatever you believe, you're going to create and you're going to explore that. And it's real if it's only real to you mm-hmm. in your worldview. And so I'm like you, man, on those, just those beautiful encounters that we found out, what we call, or what the Bible calls waiting on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And some of the most powerful times is just getting together with a group of of brothers where two or more gathered. There I am in the midst. See, none of this stuff works unless you believe in it. But if you believe in it, if you put your faith and believe in it, then you unlock the the keys uh, of the kingdom or the mysteries of heaven, the mysteries of enlightenment, the mysteries of encounter with the living God and in the depths of Christ, if you believe it. So we get together, we say, God, we just want you to show up and sit in silence and things start happening, you mm-hmm. know, and you create an encounter that way. And so um, you, you're looking at the Bible, the placebo effect, and um, people got what they were looking for. The woman with the issue of blood, if I, there's no healing in the in the hem of his garment. No, he did not wear a special no. cloak that he charged up every night, and it released energy <laughs> and portions of it. That did not happen. Her right. faith in, in, in her mind, her being knows that this guy is so beautiful. I've yeah. heard so many stories about him healing the sick, raising the dead. There's so many people in the way. All I got to do is get close enough if I can touch the hem of his garment, and I'll be healed. 
Yeah. And, and, and it was given to her according to her faith or according to her belief because right. she believed it and, it and and she encountered it. And then we see Jesus go into other cities and here is God in the flesh or the son of God made manifest before creation. He's walking through the city, healing people. And yeah. it, there's scriptures that say he healed everybody in that city. He went to another city. They knew who he was. They grew up with him. They right. maybe played basketball with him. They went to school with him. This is this is Yahshua ben Yosef. This is Jesus, the son of the carpenter. He's not a Messiah. Trust me. I know him. Right. And he went into cities and couldn't heal anyone yeah. because of their unbelief. If they yeah. believed it, they could have received it and, and, and more. So yeah. it's the realms of your belief and your faith unlocking these different dimensions Absolutely. for you and greater things are, are possible. So it, it it's unlocked by your faith. Um, I mean, but then it shows up when we have lack of faith, you know, right. and we've never encountered it. We don't know that this is real and we're just going to come to a sermon, but just the beautiful mystery of it all. Yeah. Song and dance with God and creation is just so mysterious. And the mystery I believe is revealed in Christ and the supremacy of Christ. And, and you saying his name has power. His name has power because you believe that has power, you know, and if you can just, if I can just utter that word, his name yeah. wasn't Jesus, right? As far as like the pronunciation and let's right. make sure we say it right. But if I could just get that name off of my lips, then this, this encounter, this nightmare, these demons will subside and then you get the mm -hmm. name out and it breaks it's according to our faith, but it is, we create it as we believe it and we're able to enjoy those realms and encounter it and explore it, man. I don't know if you have anything to add off the back of my little rant, but it is, uh, it is yeah. this mystery and this song and dance that, that we create as we speak and as we believe. No, I'm with you. I mean, you know, and as you pointed out, I mean, clearly, biblically, faith plays a role and, and a significant role. But then, as you also said, in, in some cases, it, it doesn't seem to play a role, even yeah. even despite a lack of faith. And if we even look at Paul, I mean, that was a total, I mean, he was 180, you know, and, and had the had the conversion knocked off his horse, all that good stuff. So it's, yeah, man, I mean, it's a uh, there is a, it plays a huge role with that. Um, and I don't know, I mean, it's kind of one of those, I'm always wrestling through it. And I find, you know, I find the more I encounter God, the father, especially the more he unravels my theology. And then I have to kind of put it back together and then go dig into the word. And, and, and I'm like, dude, I never saw that before. And exactly what you're saying is because my filter had been, you know, pointed a certain way and, you know, based on the, where I've grown up and my teaching and all this, it, it put blinders on in some cases. Uh, and it's, it's there in the word the whole time. It was just how I interpreted it, uh, based on the filter that I had. And so I find that more often than not, man, is that the encounters unravel the, some of that theology and force me to go back and dig into the word. And, and for me though, it's the, you know, the word for me in the Bible is, is the anchor that, that keeps me on the straight and, and narrow, but 
I, I see the Bible as the introductory love letter. You know, it's not obviously, you know, there are, there are folks, your cessationists are like, man, nothing, nothing happens now. And if, if you can't see it in the Bible directly, then it's bad. And, you know, and I love how Ian Clayton always, always says like, you know, show me a computer, show me a car, show me Facebook. all the things. Your that Facebook we, ministry, show me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facebook ministries, you know, and so you, well, the Bible, I believe, is the the authority, the authoritarian word of God, but it's, it's the opening, you know, it's it's the introduction because it's, you know, we don't worship the Bible, you know, it's it is what leads us to the person that we worship, which is God, the Father and Jesus. And so it's a it's it is that guideline, but it kind of puts. I guess boundaries on it. I, I say, I hesitate to say boundaries because every time I think I've found the boundary, it like it's blown out of the water and I'm like, yeah, my goodness, you know? Uh, but I, I guess for me, it, interesting things is that, uh, you know, I, I actually just bought um, because of your, your interview a while ago with a praying medic. So I bought a couple of his books. I hadn't read any of his stuff before uh, and loved it. And, I finished how to, you know, traveling in the spirit made, made simple. And I realized, wow, we've done, I, I do almost everything he's talking about in there on pretty consistent, <clears throat> pretty consistent basis. And I was like, man, the one thing I haven't had happen yet is the translocation, like what we see with Philip, uh, the physical. And I, I know guys that have done that. Um, and funny enough, we, I was in Columbia on a mission trip um, and God, two days in a row, translocated an entire bus of, of us. I mean, we were on a bus and the journey for the, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday was supposed to take an hour and 10 minutes. And it took 35 minutes. And this is in Bogota, Colombia, crazy traffic, <laughs> a bus driver that knows this route, drives it. And we all of a sudden were there and, and we were worshiping the whole time. And it was we were lost in the spirit. And all of a sudden we're like, okay, we're here. And the bus driver is totally confused. And he's like, this isn't right. Something's not right. <laughs> Cause he knows this. And, and here we are. I mean, we get physically translocated in the spirit, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm like, all right, sweet, man. We've done, we've done all of it. <laughs> but I think what's interesting, Derek, is that the, you know, we're having, like, I'll have a lot of these experiences either personally or with, with the flying penguins. Oh. Yeah. And then I'll read about it, like either through something you post or like Ian Clayton or Justin Abraham. Scriptures. Those guys. <laughs> and it's, it's all the same. I'm like, that is, that's crazy when you have very, very similar experiences or like, you know, even the garden experience that, that we do. Um, I mean, that's not that we didn't make it up, you know, it was, Many, many people have very similar, if not exact experiences. Um, and so it's well, there's like, all right, God, you are doing something. Um, and I, one thing, and maybe, maybe you've seen this. I, I haven't yet is what I haven't seen is like for, if you're in a group, you know, with non-Christians, right. If they see and experience the same stuff or if it's different and I've, you know, I've heard some of the Ascension groups, you know, say, hey, don't do that because there's too much opportunity for deception that, you know, they they move in 
the different realms that aren't maybe sanctified or, or those, those things. But I haven't really, I haven't had, to be honest, any experience with it uh, because at least anybody that I've taken into the garden, uh, if they, if they weren't believers before they, they come out of it. I know that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's all the feedback that I'm getting from the, you know, the meditations and one guy hit me up. It's like, you know, I've never done a Christian meditation. You know, and it's not like, and I think it was a throne room one. It wasn't even the Jesus. Oh, wow. Room. So it was thrown. He's like, I never did a Christian, but, but you come in face to face with the creator and you know, it, it's, uh, People are having an encounter through it and they're, they're coming out with their lives changed of something that we're able to facilitate. Oh yeah. Um, Something beautiful. Like, like those things is like that we're able to experience it first. Like, that was like, it's almost like uh, just detailing my own journey. Okay. Father, what are we doing next? Okay. I see that. Okay. What what would you say? You love them. You've called Mm -hmm. them here for purpose. Okay. You know? And so there's just, uh, it's not like just getting creative and, Oh, I made this up. It's like I'm trying to channel the Father's heart, and right. um, He's bidding people to come, you know. And uh, the Spirit and Bride say, "Come," you know. Absolutely, and uh, and man. when they come, uh, even if they get tricked into coming, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They're able to have that encounter. But everybody approaches that even from a different level of faith as well. Some people know Him as Lion. Some people know know Him as Lamb. Some people know right. Him as Creator. Some people as Destroyer. Again, there are these different levels. Of yeah. that people come to and um hopefully it's more uh, on the loving side is the goal right. to get you to to you know the bible says that god is love and i think that anything that resonates in love whether it's christian or anything outside of christian christendom i think it's safe if, yeah. it, if it's done in the intention of love which is the greatest the greatest vibration again i think it's god if it's mm-hmm. done of love it's god because god is love so uh, I, and again, like, I don't, I don't judge people anymore about, you know, I'm a Christian or I have the Bible or whatever, because we know some pretty nasty people who use the Bible and who, <laughs> yeah. up and, Unfortunately, man. and I have too. But, uh, so the Bible is the plumb line as far as like trying to filter all that love stuff, right. through it because the Bible is a love story for us believers. I once offended someone when I said that if you're not, then the Bible becomes a horror story, a horror story <laughs> for those who are on the, on the other side of the, uh, the coin there, you know, but yeah. again, it's, it's how do you know him? Like, what is it to you? To me, it's a, a book oh, yeah. of love story of God engaging us. So, um, well, I think, I, you know, I think without, without love, then God, God does become the, the big nasty policeman up in the sky that's ready to just to pound you into the dirt every time you make a mistake. And mm-hmm. I think you, know, you and I see so many in the church, unfortunately, that, you know, while they say, yeah, 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 Jesus forgave us and all that, they really, they live in a sin management religion that's yeah. absolutely brutal. And, you know, you get all these angry prophets on, on the street corner. And while they are speaking truth of the Bible, they're, they're so angry because they see God as this wrathful, judgmental, you know, father, that's going to blow everything up, you know, tomorrow. And they filter his word and his love through that lens. And it comes out angry and judgmental uh, because they feel my opinion they feel judged themselves. And so you, you really can only act according to how you believe. I think for me, that's where man as identity is taken more and more hold in my life. 
uh, and <clears throat> you know, really who Jesus already says that I am, you know, as a new creation, I'm holy, I'm righteous, I'm pure because of <clears throat> what Jesus has done. Yeah. Then man, it's like, I, I'm free and, yeah. and I'm free to love. I'm free to experience his love. And man, my, you know, I would say my temper at times and those things, it's, it's reducing, it's not gone, you know, but it's, it's, it's getting more and more like Christ, but it's becoming, it's because of the transformation inside in the belief system that, that God has been showing me on identity. Yeah. And, and that's, to be honest, that's gotten me in massive trouble the last two years that within the church, they just, they freak out because they're so focused on managing sin that when you really, for me, I begin to realize, you know, we don't have a sin problem. We have an identity problem. Sin is just the, is the symptom and the outflow of a, of a poor identity in Christ. And so the more we, we get a hold of that, then the more our, our behavior reflects that and becomes more love. But boy, yeah, uh, you know, I thought that'd be good news for folks and uh, they didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't experienced it yet and hopefully they will. They may never, that may be, yeah. you know, that may be their final destination when it, when faith as faith is concerned. But again, yeah. I'd say come and the deep, the deepness and the depths of, of who God is and what that is. Uh, it, it will make you an enemy to those who are in religion or the religious spirit and the, yeah. the spirit of Jezebel and, you're going to have control to face it. those demons. And so it's really interesting. Like in, in the Kabbalah, they believe that like ascending to heaven, like it's guarded by these different angels and rankings huh. that won't let you buy unless you, you've a comp, you've uh, completed these tasks. And so I believe in uh, the task and things like that, that we have to complete their levels of sanctification, whether it's like realms of belief and areas that we've given God our full trust and we trust God here, but we don't trust him there. Well, that's only going to let you ascend to a certain level to walk in perfection. Right. It's that inner sanctification process, but they believe that it's guarded by these different, different levels and things like that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I believe that they're actually there warring angels or whatever the case is, but I do know that there are, levels to it and uh there's things that we've b believed whether it's through reading the word the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the yeah. word of god so reading the scriptures and just unlocking faith that way to believe bigger things and then a faith in action is like taking the word out into the streets and then or yeah. into prayer time or asking god or trying god in this area testing him to see if he's if it's real you know and so you start to have your mind expanded and so most of the time like Moses, when he went up to the mountain, he went up there alone. Right. He just had to take his word for it. And um, hopefully that his, his uh, you know, his character, his manifestation and things like that changed when he came down. But for most of us, it's these experiences <laughs> that come out of the secret place. You yeah. Know? But it, it changes and, and people want you to prove it. It's like, do I have to try to repeat it? I can take you with me on these encounters, <laughs> you know, these type of things for, for you to, for you to believe. But, the things we've seen and experienced, man, the miracles we've seen God show up and provide and um, all of that stuff. It's not, it's not really communicated through speech. You know, it is, it really yeah. is to have these, this, it, this intimate uh, relationship with the father where you learn as a student and as a child firsthand through what he has mapped out for you revealed through fellowship with the Holy spirit, which is the teacher, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, if, 
if your encounters are, are not causing you to love people better yeah. then I would really question the encounters, you know, because that's the heart of the father is, as you said, is love is to, is to love. Yeah. And the more we encounter him, the more truly encounter him, the more he transforms us, the more we should be loving other people. And so as you know, as the word says, we, we judge by the fruit and if your fruit is rotten coming out of it, then man, you need to really look at those things and understand it. Um, but I, I think just touching on the the levels for a second, you know, I, I think there is something to that, I think, uh, but it's, I see it as more like a maturity, you know, like I've got, so I've got four kids and I'm not going to give my 11 year old son the keys to my car because he's not mature enough to drive yet. Uh, can't reach the pedals really, but, uh, you know, but it's, but it's, it's his because everything that is mine is his as part of family. Right. So he, he still, even though you wouldn't trust it to him, he still has access like right now to go get the keys, yeah. the car, you know, because it's exactly. his so essentially We're like, you know, like, you know, when, when they want, when he wants a glass of milk or when any of my kids want a glass of milk, they don't come ask me and beg me to go open the fridge and get milk. It's their house. They go, they go get milk out of the fridge and I now, think now, I can't lie. Mine does. She begs oh, me yeah. for it for her. <laughs> well, high school there you go. Yeah. They dump it on the floor. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's that, it, it's that concept of as, as we mature, you know, we, we gain access really, if, if we can say it that way to more and more of the inheritance that, that we already have, you know, and we can drive later, we can, we can do all those things. And, you know, for me, you know, you get inheritance when somebody dies, right? So Jesus has already died and it in the word says we, we get the inheritance, the full inheritance. Um, but I, I do believe kind of, as, as you're saying that as we mature and grow, and the father can really trust our heart more because it's becoming more and more like Christ um, in our belief, then I, I do believe we get access to more things. Um, because if, you know, one thing I, I've realized is, um, you know, guys that, that prophesy from up front, you know, and, and more publicly, man, if, if their maturity is, is not that good, or if their view of God, the father is poor, dude, they do a ton of damage to people, uh, when they're prophesying doom and gloom and, and that kind of crap from, from a public setting because they're seeing it, but their interpretation and how they interpret instead of speaking life or the opposite of what they're seeing, they often will speak death and, and man, it is, it's, awful. And I think that that comes with maturity. Um, but I also believe that some of these things that we can do, God doesn't allow us to do them yet because of the damage it would cause. Um, you know, I think what we, I think we see that with, uh, when, with Jesus, it's, uh, the sons of thunder, right? When they basically, they get, they get pissed off because this town rejects them. Right. I, I can't remember where it is, but they're like, Hey, 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 Jesus, should we call fire down and basically <laughs> destroy the place? So it's like, I love it, man. Cause they, they were understanding who they were. They understood the power they had through Christ. 
but they didn't have the maturity yet. And, and I, you know, you can just see Jesus just like, Oh guys, come on. I love that you're getting it, but no, you can't whack everybody. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, man. And so like, it's already there, you know, but it's like you, your levels were going back again to the consciousness, the level of consciousness that you're walking in. Yeah. In the term Christ consciousness. I think we have the <laughs> yeah. mind of Christ and, uh, and understand what he, what he knew. And um, so, but there's levels to it. You know, we just know him as savior. We just know he pulled us out of our sin. Now we know him as Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Right. Now we know him as my friend, Jesus, friend of sinners. Now we know him as companion. Now we know him as this and this and this and this. Now we know him as the God of lights, the Lord yeah. of the lights, the one who of lights. speaks through the stars. Now I know him as the God who speaks through all creation. Yeah. There's nothing that is, that exists that he doesn't know about and he's willing to communicate with you through it. And God is in everything. And so, man, I want to read the story again, but Manly P. Hall um, put out a book and he's got a couple of different it's like short stories he put together. And one was about this guy who um, went on this walk through the wilderness of praying and fasting. And he had this encounter with, with the Christ and mm. everywhere he looked, he's seen the face of Christ and everything. He looked in the water and the ripples and he's seen Christ and he looked at the sun and he's seen Christ. Wow. The mountains and the hills and his relationships and everything he's doing, he's plagued by, he just sees the majesty of Christ in all things. And it was just such a beautiful story. And so I can mm. definitely see myself in that of just being able to see him in all things. Cause in Christendom, we're told that God is here, here and here. Uh, <laughs> not that God is not this. <laughs> does in his word he's not this he's not that he's not this but it's like yeah. you know what just to to see him in the duality of all things you know of yeah. god in the light of the of god who creates the light and creates the darkness and he's in and of them both and there's nothing that you can do there's nowhere that nowhere that you can go to escape this love and this all-consuming power and again that is a high level of consciousness to walk in to be able to see him operating in all things therefore right. you can be compassionate and help other people when they're going through stuff why because you've trained yourself to see what what god is saying in this situation and then they even create a, a, a an encounter like we're talking about get together with a couple of people sit in silence okay god what are, what are you what are you saying what are you doing and and now it's just become just a simple prayer for people when it's a, a small gathering somebody will tell us their story what they're dealing with, asking for prayer. And we just say, okay, father, what would you say? Right. What would you say? We've heard their story. We know her opinion, what she's going through. What would you say? And just really position yourself to know that God is speaking through mm -hmm. some things. Oh, through all things, man. And God is, is, is communicating with us. And uh, there's something to be learned. And we see that in Paul's journey with his, his ailment that he was dealing with. And God said, right. look, I got something I want to teach you. I want to teach you that you can worship me when everything's going good, but you seem to have a problem when things get kind of shaky. Your faith is yeah. kind of thin and rocky. Serve me when, when things aren't going good, and then I'll make you rule over more. Then I'll show you more. I got more I want to show you, but you're not ready. You've not, you're not walking in that level of consciousness yet, that level of trust. Mm -hmm. Again, there's things that you can't receive right now because you're not ready. Right. You, would be, you would give these pearls. I have pearls for you. Yeah to the swine. Well, and even, 
and even Jesus says that, you know, and I, and I can't remember. It was one of the Pharisees that came to him and he's like, dude, if, if you can't even understand things here that I'm yeah. trying to explain to you, you, you're, there's no chance for you to understand heavenly things, you know? Yeah. And so there is, that's the thing is there is more out there. And I think, yeah. you know, it's interesting with the, kind of your, your commentary on in Christendom, you know, you're taught, no, he's not nature. He's not yeah. this, but you know, what I see more and more is like, it's the fingerprint of God. It's the essence of God. It's the, it, it, he is, he's the creator of all things. So his, his essence is his fingerprints are everywhere. And so I think we can see the beauty of it, but of course, then it's the, Oh, new ages, everything is God or, or, you know, that it's, you know, if you get into more of the Hindu side or, or those things that it's, you know, God is in everything. Uh, and I think you, you can kind of, to me, it's like, you, it's easy to get it mixed up to where then you begin worshiping nature instead of, seeing the glory of it really. And I do believe, I, I do believe creation as the word says is alive. I mean, there, there, there's something to that. I don't fully understand it, but you know, the word says the, the rocks will cry out, the trees will clap their hands and you can say, Oh, that's metaphorical, you know, but there's well, too many stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's too many things out there that I'm seeing this like, okay, no, everything is, is in, it's it's all worshiping God the Father. It's all directed there. There is a glory of God that is worshipped, and and then as co heirs and sons, we have a responsibility in that, you know, and 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 even how we take care of the earth and the planet, that's our responsibility, and we've done a crap job of it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know, but, and I think part of that is because, you know, so much of the church is this end times view, eh, it's going to blow up anyway. Don't, don't worry about taking care of it. And I think that's, that's sad, you know, cause my, yeah. and, and that, that goes to the earth, but then I've heard them do that about the body. Yeah. I like chicken tenders. I like, and you know, the old, the old Baptist, <laughs> you know, 
get out by 12 so we could watch the football game and hit the buffet. Like, that was their big thing. And yeah. it was, the church was full of obese people, you know, and they, they have this, this, this thinking of where they're, you know, this is just a temporal body and, you know, it doesn't mean anything and it's a shell and I'm going to give it up soon. And right. you hear them like even mock people working out, make fun of people working out on a yeah. body that's going to be destroyed by fire and worm will eat. I've heard like Jimmy Swaggart and Donnie Swaggart and those guys who I really love their revelation of the cross, man. They have a revelation like no other, mm-hmm. um, but you would hear them be, be right on on some things and other things. It would just like turn your stomach. It's making fun of people who want to protect the planet or save yeah. the whales. And they're just bragging about polluting the water and all kind of weird stuff. Oh, yeah. So becoming well, conscious like- of that, seeing God in that, in right. nature and in the animals and in relationships, you know, and yeah, and God in Jimmy Swaggart's ministry. Oh, yeah. God in, in the, the ministries that you don't like and being able to see the good in it and right. have a prophetic eye for it. Now, you can get into trouble by doing that, but it's still being able to see <laughs> what they're bringing to the table, man. That, yeah, that, that uh, that's good, you know. Oh, yeah. The broken clock is right twice a day, you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think, you know, so many, and unfortunately, they, we, you know, it's like we're almost taught to abuse your body and to think it and see it as trash, right? Because the, the flesh is sinful. And, and I think when we've got that view, then, you know, because our, our flesh is part of creation. And so it responds to us. I mean, we're we're sons of the King. We have authority and power. So our body does respond uh, to us. Our flesh does. And if we are speaking death over it, then you're going to get sick and those things. Yeah. And, you know, if we're speaking life over it, then things respond differently. And I, and I think it's a, uh, and again, to me, it's all, it all comes to that short term mentality uh, and really a misunderstanding that, that, there's a sense that this flesh is just worthless. We just need to shed the earth suit and jump in spirit and it's all good. It's the Lord Terry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, all right, if, if that's our view, then we've totally misunderstood the resurrection because Jesus had a physical resurrection for a purpose. And, and I'll be honest, I don't fully understand why he had the physical resurrection. I mean, yes, there's the standards all for, you know, to heal the body and those things, but it's not just for when we, when we die and go to heaven, there's, or else we would have seen him in a vision, you know, or the, the Bible has said a vision, not walking around physically eating, touching all those things. So I think there's, there's something to the resurrected body, which I do believe as, as new creations, all of us have now, we're not waiting for it. We have a resurrected body. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what we can do with it yet. Uh, yeah. Some people are going out on some far out things about, uh, eternal life and living forever in in the flesh and believe it. And Hey, Maybe they'll receive it. <laughs> who yeah. am I to tell them no? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, who am I'll I? I'll be honest, man. I'm. It, it's. I'm. I've been stretched on that that very subject. Uh, and you know, even you got guys like Kirby uh, who you know they eat for only once every thirty days or live off of next to nothing. And I've I've experimented quite a bit with that, you know, and going five to seven days and yeah. and getting in the spirit and praying and just you know, feeling full. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, there, there's, 
there's more to it than I think many understand or, or even are willing to admit. Um, so I, I mean, it's like, man, we can, there's so much we can, we can do that. I think we, I think we limit ourselves really. I mean, as it's yeah. part of that faith thing, you know, I've, I, I joke that, you know, Jesus says that we can do everything that he did more. Um, and, one of those is he walked on water and I joke is like, man, I've been wet in my pool, you know, so many times trying to walk across it because I, and I do believe one day I I think I'm going to be able to do that, but it's not my power. It's, it's stretching faith. You know, it's even if I never do every time I attempt and every time I go, it, it stretches my faith. And that's, and that's what I want is, is to, to get my faith stretched. And Chris Angel did it. You can do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, well, and that's a good point, though, because <laughs> we see in the occult, dude, they move in power. I mean, there's no denying that stuff. It There's a power to it. Uh, I do believe that, that you know, in Christ, the, he, he everything's under his feet. So that is the ultimate uh, supreme power. Yeah. Uh, but there's a power to those things. And yeah, they do it. I mean, I know you've seen it. I've seen it. It's like, whoo. Um, but most, most Christians don't walk in that kind of power because they, they just either they're cessationist or they, or they don't have that faith that allows them to, to really walk as yeah, they would say They would say, why do you want to walk on water? Like what, what good is that proving? Why do you want to walk on water? I was like, I, I asked a guy that who was, he was a good friend. We used to minister together. Then he got into the reformed theology, John MacArthur, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He was like, we're talking about how, man, we're just so supernatural and good stuff encountering. It's like, man, the Bible says that we'll be able to drink, you know what I'm saying, deadly poison and we'll not be harmed. He's like, yeah. why would you want to do that? I was like, why would you want to walk on water? I was like, so if time came and I need to, I want to be able to know that I can. <laughs> if I ever need it, I need to run. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. <laughs> time comes, I want to be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and to be honest, I think there are some things because it's fun. You know, I think we, we get this. Cause I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, we, we forget. And I always say, it's like, we forget that, that God has the biggest laugh of anybody in the universe, you know? And, and we forget that he's joyful, that we forget that he's, that he's playful, you know, and that it is okay for us to actually enjoy life and, and to enjoy things. You know, we see that all through the, the Old Testament and everything that, man, they, those dudes were wealthy. I mean, yeah. they, they enjoyed things. I mean, the, it talks about strong drink. You know, I'm not advocating alcoholism, but at the same time, there are, there are so many things in the Bible that, I mean, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be allowed in the church today uh, if, oh, we, yeah. if we think of it. But it's, it's biblical, and these are the heroes of the faith, you know. Yeah, man. Um, there's so much more. And so hopefully that people who are listening, they just get that. Like there's no cap yeah. on it. Like there's no cap on uh, the realms of God and what you have access to, what you're privy to. And you just have to access it by faith and, and, and be taught of the Lord himself. Yeah. Be a true disciple, not of Martin or Derek or Gil or whoever. Exactly. But you be a disciple of Christ and let him, t- that's his job. Let the man, <laughs> let the spirit do his job. <laughs> His job is to teach you and lead you and guide you into all truth. And the Bible even says that you, in First John that you need not any man to teach you, but the Holy yeah. Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, will guide you into all truth. And that's what he, 
he does best. And so when you get inducted into that mystery school, which we all are, you know, we're, we're drawn away to go to that college, you know, and learn. Yeah. And, 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 and I use this term a lot, but in, in this, in the mystery school realm, they have a term that they call the invisible college. And they're where mm. they're taught by the masters and the angels and the spirits that teach yeah. them the invisible college. So I, I liken that to our, our invisible college, God, the father, Holy spirit, Jesus, the angels, the elders were being taught. Maybe our ancestors, maybe the nature spirits. I don't know. Maybe there's a course we have to take with uh, nature spirits where we sit outside and just, you know what I'm saying? Meditate and let the cool breeze hit, hit your face. And yeah, I've done that and had beautiful encounters, open my oh, eyes yeah. and there's birds all around me, like insane. And then I'd see the wind moving through the trees and it's the spirit. And it's like, it's almost like a creature moving yeah. the trees and it's just the wind, the cool of the day. And it's like, wow, I'm just in the, the, just the beauty of this realm that I'm able to see God or see how yeah. connected I am to my prayers and asking God to show up in that way. And just so there's mm -hmm. no cap on it. You know, don't let anybody rob you of your joy. Become like little children again, man. Right. And just been in and approaching with awe and wonder and, be and belief. Remember, I used to have dreams about this stuff. I have dreams about healing people and dreams yeah. about raising the dead. I would wake up sad, but it's like, man, just engage that stuff for prayer. Believe the impossible again, you know, and God Absolutely. is looking for people who he can send out there who is just willing to trust them and that stuff. And he's got great and mighty things that you do not know and cannot find out unless you draw away into the secret chambers of the Lord. I really believe that Jeremiah 33, three, that's my, my motto, man. And I, that I've, I've learned of him and it's hard to articulate and it's hard to just sit down because I'm not that well-spoken. So it's hard to just sit down and articulate this stuff. I've tried to do it with music and art and meditation and mm. I've done a decent job, you know, but the, yeah. we've not even scratched the surface of the different realms and abilities. And I feel like I'm deep and I've seen so much, but again, I've only scratched the surface. And then yeah. other people who have a whole nother aspect of different levels of consciousness that they've been walking in that I've not even been privy to. So we get yeah. them on the show. We want to interview them and hear their stories, man. So, bro, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Let people know where they can get involved with what you do, what you bring to the table, your work, yeah. uh, what, you know, when we can get a recorded version of that and walk through the garden with Jesus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got our website, uh, it's, it's the flying penguins.org. Uh, we've also got, I'm also on a YouTube channel, which is just the flying penguins. And that's probably the best place with like the garden experience, just how to hang out with Jesus. Um, and, you know, walks you through, you know, a bit of the background with it, but then also how to actually encounter. And it's, I kind of lead through that encounter. Uh, then we've also got a Facebook page, the flying penguins as well. And then of course, you know, with the, the next agers and, you know, with, with what you and I get to, to do. Uh, but then <clears throat> if you're in kind of the Houston area, then we do meet Monday nights as, as men and then Saturdays as, as youth as well. Uh, and it's interesting, man. We've had a, I've had a couple of guys now come uh, because they saw us, saw me on either with Basham or one of you guys. Yeah. And we've just started meeting in a small church uh, so that we can grow. Cause we just had it at the house and until then, and to be honest, it's a little weird, man, when somebody that you don't know anything about, you know, that wants to come to your house. And I was, I was uncomfortable with that initially, 
Uh, and so now we, we've moved a, a small church that I'm, I'm more comfortable with that, which is, which is good. So. <laughs> but we, we, we've kind of done the same. <laughs> yeah. It's our event coming up. It's like, everybody wants to come to the house and we've had, some, we had a powerful encounter, but you never know. Never know. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do it. Our event at a, at a building, but yeah, man, I want to thank you again as well, man, just publicly for being a patron and supporting my work and believing in the vision yeah, and, everything that you bring to the table. It's beautiful. And you got so much more to offer. There's so much, a whole bunch more questions that I had. I'm sure we'll do this again when the internet's working properly. We can do yeah, it. Yeah. So, but I've enjoyed this as well. So man, just, you know, the, okay. So there's different levels, right? We're talking about if we believe it, we can receive it. Um, what yeah. would you tell, tell someone who's listening? They're not a Christian. They've never had an encounter with Christ. They've never accessed any of these meditations or anything. But what would you, how would you describe Jesus to them? Like if they wanted to close their eyes and pray or encounter him, like mm. if you believe it, you will receive it. What is this? What, what do you think we need to believe Jesus? What does he look like? What does he sound like? What is, like, who is he to you? Man, good question. You know, I think, so for me, I mean, I see Jesus as, you know, as a, as a fella, you know, oftentimes it looks similar to me sounds similar to me in, in my mind, but there, there's such a love there that in a freedom that man, everything I thought negative about myself, when I get into the presence of God and in, in front of Jesus, it all that falls off, man. And it's like, I, I feel so loved, so accepted, no matter what I'm doing. It's like, he just, it's like, he just, integrates within me and his love and acceptance just overwhelms me. And that's what transforms me. And so, you know, what I would say to somebody that, that doesn't, you know, has never experienced Jesus is like, that's, that's what's waiting for you in Christ. Um, and yeah. no matter what has happened to you, no matter what, what your life has been like and what others say about you, there, there is the God of the universe is dying desperately to have a, a, a relationship with you and to just just overwhelm you with this love and acceptance that's that's really what i'm after and and what why we do the garden experiences because i want i want not only on myself but everybody to have that face-to-face -face encounter with christ because dude there are no words as i know you know when you encounter him there's just there's some things you can't explain but it's like your home and, and you're loved and you're accepted, man. I, I just love it. That's good. Um, man, as you were sharing that, I just, I felt the spirit, man. And uh, I seen on, on you, it was, um, it was the spirit of God in your heart center coming out from your heart, mm. coming out in layers and waves coming out all the way to your skin, washing you, refreshing you, cleansing you with love and then going back into the heart so it's like from within and without, this is cleansing from the heart, coming out the cleanse and then just going back in, radiating bigger and bigger. And I can feel it. I think there's some, oh man, it's so, so <laughs> good. If anybody listening, man, just know that he loves you and uh, he's made all provision. Listen, he's moved heaven and earth for you to know who he is. And if you don't know who he is, if you're in a place right now where you can pray, I'm going to say a prayer and we'll let uh, Martin pray as well. But I just want uh God, I just thank you for, for Christ, Lord, just for uh, the sacrifice, Lord, that you've made for us, Lord. You've literally moved heaven and earth, Lord, that we wouldn't have any excuse that we would be separated from you. 
that all we got to do is ask, Father. You're closer than our next breath, Father. So we just celebrate you. We thank you for your presence and for your love, God. And I just ask you, for anybody out there who's listening who has never encountered your presence, they have never felt this love from above, this love from within, also from without, God, I just ask you just to overtake them. Shadow them with your love, God, your peace, your joy, your righteousness that only comes from you. We may have tried to find it in the things of the earth, God, and things in other realms and drugs and relationships and substances, God, but true joy, true peace, and true bliss, literally, God, this tangible euphoria, light of love, God, comes from you. I just ask you to overtake them right now. I speak peace upon them. And even as I've seen in the vision, God, coming out from their heart, Lord, creating them a clean heart, Father God, and then radiate out and just throughout their their atoms, God, their synapses, Lord, the uh, electrical system in their body, just clean it all, hook it all back up right according to your word, God. Bring forth healing, mind, body, and spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Overshadow them with your love. We bless you, God. Yeah. Father, I just, oh, I'm just, I'm just so in love with you. So blown away by your presence and just who you are. And father, I just, I just speak to anybody right now listening, whether you uh, are a believer in Christ or not, that you would encounter them. I just speak that right now, just incredible encounters face to face with you, Jesus, where they, that you define who they are. You tell them who they are in you. And I just speak to all negativity, all harsh words that they would just be broken right now. And that your truth would, would just, just flow into them and, and out from them, father God, and that your love and acceptance would be there. So Jesus, I just, I thank you for that. And uh, for those that, that are stuck in uh in bondage and and are into other things there there is freedom in christ and i just speak that freedom to you now and jesus that you would show them the truth of what they're into and what they're bound up into and that it would be like this keyhole that you would um present to them and that you give them the key that they can unlock and all the chains come off so i just thank you for that jesus and they can enter into your rest and into your love so thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Bro, thank you for coming on, man. I really enjoyed that. We got to do it more. I yeah, it. man. It's awesome. Our brother, bless you with everything you're doing. Look forward to working with you more with the next stagers and our, our group Absolutely. discussions there and, and, and growing in the spirit and seeing what God is doing there. So love you, man. Everybody, make sure y'all go follow his work on uh, YouTube. You say you're on iTunes and those things as well or no? Yeah, like YouTube well, on the and on the Fringe uh, as well. Okay, so Fringe got you up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Martin Smith, Flying Penguins, you'll be able to find it, man. Make sure y'all follow his work. We'll do it again, brother. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Bye, bless. All right, Peace. bye. Martin Smith, ladies and gentlemen, man, it's good stuff. That is good stuff. That's why we do what we do. Just we talk about him. He shows up. <laughs> talking about the realms and the depths of God and who he is. You know, I had a, a friend once, I'm not going to say any names, throw anybody under the bus, but he, he came at me with a rebuke and said, um, you know, Derek, I don't think God likes the way you talk about the Bible. I don't think God likes the way you're talking about this and, and things. And so, you know, I have to question that and say, okay, God, uh, you know, do you, cause we're like, you know, I'm playing the devil's advocate in, in the good sense of the word. I want to make sure this is real. 
Like I want to make sure that we're not just tooting our own horn and just having a, a good time and, and doing fun things. And I want to make sure that the, the, that I'm encountering the Christ. I want to make sure that I'm, so we have these questions. Keep them to yourself. Don't let them know. Because other people have these questions too. Other people wrestle with their faith and wrestle with these things. How, how are we supposed to get closure if we don't openly talk about it and bring it to the table? Man, I'm just so blessed to be able to be, to be in a community and have people who believe in you, who have your back, who are willing to have a dialogue and conversation with you, even though you may believe differently or whatever the case is. It's that, look, there are depths, there are levels to this. We're talking about the love of God, Jesus, the love of Christ. There's depths and, and levels to his love. And you can search it out. There's realms where every, you're bliss. I've been in realms where I'm, I'm literally vibrating for days. Like my whole body is trembling for days. And I just want to weep in tears because he's so beautiful. And I've seen his beauty and it marked me for days. And then the cares of the world comes in. I'm getting back into the swing of things and jobs and relationships and conversations, you know, but I do, but I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to live there, but I do know that those are levels that exist. And we've been there. We've had beautiful encounters. We're going to have more. And I thank God for every single one, every single level, even the, the ones that are uncomfortable. Not, not all of them aren't like that. There's levels where there's places. I mean, I've been in some recently where I'm just in, I'm fighting off depression and there's fear and there's what do we do next and how do we maintain this? And there's questions that come up, right? But I know who I am in Christ. So I draw from that wellspring of life. Even though we have those questions, we need to be reminded. We got a family. Hey, you're not depressed, truth seeker. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even let that stuff sink in, right? But if we didn't talk about it, like if we weren't open about it, then I think God is honored in that. I don't think, I think it's a dishonest to, uh, it's dishonest to, and it's disrespectful to act like we don't believe something or act like we don't feel a certain type of way. Because there are depths of it. There's depths and levels of the scripture. There's like, man, there are different levels to each scripture that you read of these Bible stories and the allegory and the meanings. And then what if they really existed and the, the honoring the people who came and, and, and then the people who wrote it. You know what I'm saying? There's just so, and it just means so, so many, it means so much different things to you depending on where you are in your life and consciousness, whatever level of consciousness you're walking in, how do you see God? Listen, I know people who take that same Bible and they're racist. And in their Bible, if you look at my Bible, all the, I have verses highlighted, highlighted all throughout the scriptures. And it's usually about love and peace and I will bless you and you will overcome your enemies and you are more than a conqueror and I've created you to do beautiful things. And these are these inspirational things that God has spoken to us through his word and communicated to us. And those are highlighted in my Bible. I know people in their Bibles, they have everything that is according to race and slavery and all of these weird cryptic judgment and I'm going to bring you into captivity and put you in bondage. And they, they look for those things. Their consciousness has been seared with that hot iron and they're only looking for those bad things. And guess what? What are we talking about? It's in the mind, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. If you're looking for the God who saves the God who 
pulls you out of the muck and the mire, the God who will deliver you out of the lion's den, the God who was with you in the midst of the fire, he's there. But if you're looking for this, this other deity and you create the God in your own image, in your own likeness, man. And I've seen it and people are doing it. They're preaching. They're on every corner. Fred Phelps, you know, those people, God hates these people. God only loves these people. This is God. That is God. Here, O Israel, the Lord is one. There's a oneness in God. He is in and through all things. There is nothing exists that wasn't created through him, by him, and for him. And to bring him glory at the end of the day, whatever realm and understanding you are in, if you're on the outer courts, whether you're going into the inner courts or whether you're in the holy of holies, no matter what level you are, where you are, appreciate that, man. But know there's more. And it's said, well, because like sometimes we get in these levels and we just, we're just reminiscent of the past. Man, I wish I was. I mean, we've all said this, man. Like, I wish I could just go back to where, like, I didn't know anything. I wish I can go back when I was ignorant. You know, ignorance is bliss. I wish I can go back where I didn't question. I wish I can go back where it's just easy. No, you don't. You had character flaws still. <laughs> you had things that you were struggling with still. All of the, the the trials and tribulations and things that have stacked up against you and and persecutions and, and realms and understanding and questions and confusion, they, they all exist for a reason, to create something in you, to create character, to create that, to birth in you that pearl of great price, man. You can't buy that with money. It takes time, it takes repetition, it takes going through trials, the loss of friends, the loss of families, the loss of faith, to still hang on and still believe. I'm telling you, it's, it's given unto you a great reward. And for me, I've always said that I think the, the, the persecution and I think the reward for all of this stuff is this presence, man, to be able to be in this level of consciousness where all is bliss. That's our access. We have access to that. We have a birthright to go in, to sit in silence and just be peace, be still and know that he is God throughout it all. It's all worth it. Nothing's by chance. Nothing's by accident. Embrace it all and just sit, sit in it, man. Be thankful. I know it's hard to be thankful when you're, when you're going through it, or at least when you're done with it, look, just look back at it, man. But when you're going through it, I believe that you can just still you know, ask God, you know, what, what are you trying to show me? Why am I here? Why is these, why are these people doing this to me? What are you trying to do? And I believe the father will speak to you. I really do. Through signs, through symbols, through synchronicities, through people, through television, through the still small voice. I mean, there's many different ways through dreams and visions. There's many different ways where the voice of God speaks to us. He's so beautiful. Levels of consciousness, man, that's what it's about to go through, have these experiences Again, the meditations that we bring to the table, the music for sure is it creating an awakening and, and introducing people to new ideas and realms and terms and they're seeking it out and they're having life-changing experiences through listening to music. And I'm just glad that I'm able to pay it forward because it's happened to me. There are artists out there and bands and stuff that create this atmosphere for me to see God in a new light, to see God in a deeper way, to know love in a deeper way. That's what it's about for me, man. So, um, again, man, thank you guys for hanging out with us for this uh, podcast. 
thank you guys for supporting the work in any level, anything that you do, whether you're praying for us, whether you're, you're, you're giving words of encouragement, you're part of the community, whether you're able to give financially, like every single uh, level is appreciated and we need all of them. There is nothing that is just like more needed than the other every single we need friends when you know when we're going through this stuff we need we need a community we need a tribe and we found our tribe and we're building it so shout out to all of you guys um discord make sure you join our discord server we have the thursday night school of the mystics um if you would like to support financially uh patreon's the best model to do that and you get uh access to different levels and tiers and stuff like that my entire discography of music you get all that patreon.com backslash true seeker man i love you guys we're gonna do this again and i uh, really enjoyed this conversation peace and shalom everyone well that does it for this episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truth seeker as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.